Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE 2018 Week 13. I also just got back from seeing Ready Player One, but I'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, so if you don't want any spoilers, I, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about spoilers from the film, but uh, it'll be at the end, so um, you'll have plenty of plenty of warning to avoid all of that. I am recording this episode a little bit differently than normal. I wanted to test out um, this portable recorder that I may use to uh, record new episodes while I'm out and about this summer um, on all kinds of trips, mostly tour with the Blue Devils, which uh, if you've been listening for the last two years, I've uh, been able to somewhat keep up with um with all the episodes i mean i have been able to watch i i still watch every single show for wwe while i'm out on the road um but the uh, recording conditions aren't necessarily as good as they are um sitting in a room at a computer with all kinds of controllable variables and all of that lots of lots of parking lots and such um that's is probably going to be the case still when i'm gone this summer anyway this week we saw i did not write down the episode numbers but they occurred on march 26th 27th and 28th we had raw smackdown mixed match challenge 205 live main event and um the other one nxt they're they're all pretty good i didn't really i didn't watch any of them at all until the weekend um i was uh, a little bit still recovering from uh from the trip out to california i talked about that in the previous episode um i did avoid a lot of spoilers and as such i also avoid missed a lot of the conversation about some of the the crazy wacky stuff that went on this week um nothing too crazy though uh, we didn't have any title changes or anything like that. We did have some cool stuff develop over on NXT. Um, so let's start with Raw. Uh, we open with Brock beating up Roman Reigns. Then Nia Jax defeated Mickey James. And then we had an episode of Miz TV where it seemed as though the Miz tried were going to turn on the Miz. And uh, there's some things said such as... The Miz claiming to be even better than Mr. Perfect. That hit hit close to home for for the Miz Taraj. But it was all a ruse because they ended up, instead of attacking the Miz, they attacked uh, Seth and Finn instead. So that was, that was a kind of fun segment. Um, I do like, and I realize that Seth, or at least I'm pretty sure, Seth does the move too. The Sling Blade is such a great setup for the curb stomp, which is why Seth and Finn work so well together. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know who's going to win in this triple threat match. And I hope that they keep it just a triple threat match because we've already had it, its its counterpart on SmackDown, the United States Championship, was a triple threat. And we'll get to it, but now it's uh, it's a fatal four-way. They keep adding more stuff. Is one of these going to be made into a ladder match, perhaps? Uh, maybe it'll be the United States Championship that's made into a ladder match. An RKO off of a ladder. Sure, we've seen it before. Can't uh, remember a particular instance off the top of my head. But I'm not opposed to seeing it again and again and again. Uh, but we'll get to the United States Championship. This is the Intercontinental Championship. The Miz will defend. And um, I did I did enjoy that uh, they're in Cleveland. And he is getting welcome home chance. And the first thing he says is like, I live in Los Angeles or Hollywood, wherever he lives. Anyhow, up next, we had a backstage segment with Bailey and Sasha Banks. And Sasha beat her up in the locker room. An all-out brawl. And then we had Braun, who uh, agreed 
to tell Seamus and Cesaro who his tag team partner is if Seamus could beat him in the match they had tonight. And Seamus couldn't do that. So it's still a mystery. Who will be Braun Strowman's handsy partner? Will it be uh, James Ellsworth? I think that one makes the most sense. Bring him back for one time only thing. Although if they win, then they're stuck with having him around for a while. Um, uh, it could be something really cool that was getting set up before um, he went off the airwaves. Uh, Braun Strowman and Neville seem to appreciate each other on some level, on the Neville level. Uh, that would be a pretty cool matchup. Uh, but Braun Strowman already has a tag team partner who he worked with extremely well. And they didn't go all the way yet, but they could go all the way at WrestleMania and win a championship. And uh, one of them would be a double champion. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Alexa Bliss, Team Little Big. Um, how, do you, how do you defeat the bar? By going right under it and stepping right over it. And no other team can do that except for Team Little Big. With ease, I, I'd say. The level at which they hold their the, the bar out in front of them, Braun could step right over that. And that's, that's way over Alexa's head. Um, okay. We also had a segment with uh, Rhonda. She said she's going to rip out Stephanie's arm. And then Absolution comes out. Why do I say it like that? Absolute. <laughs> it's obsolete. Obsolution. Obsolescent. Obsolescence is the actual word. But I'm pronouncing it like it's an O for some reason. Um, Paige and Mandy Rose and uh, the other one, Sonya Deville come out and uh page offers a fourth spot in absolution to ronda rousey and she uh, she refuses she says no no thank you thank you but no whatever the word she uses there um kurt tries to keep the peace as absolution attacks but um they do get in there and uh ronda holds her own totally beats up mandy rose um uh, i could tell I, 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 he didn't necessarily say words that showed, um, total concern. No, actually he did. He did. He did. Um, <laughs> um, Corey said, uh, that's vandalism. Cause she just, <laughs> um, it would have been vandalism cause, uh, he, she would have destroyed a work of art. Um, since she almost breaks Mandy Rose's arm. Um, and then we had John Cena versus Kane in a no disqualification match. John Cena calls out the Undertaker after defeating Kane, and uh, still no answer. So will Undertaker answer the call? Will Kane do more after having been defeated? Or will he get back on the campaign trail? Um, that could be a thing. The Kane. <laughs> There, there, there's a, a gimmick in there somewhere. We've had the make, uh, uh, what's his name, great again, um, and all of that, and we've had the the whole Bo Dallas thing, the Bo Leave campaign. No, was that what it was? Anyway, the word pain is right in campaign. That has to have been done at some point before. Why not do it again? That he's hitting the pain trail. Don't you mean the campaign trail? No, just the pain trail. Uh, so that was it. That was all that I saw of Raw. I'm sure there's other stuff that happened on there. Um, neither of these episodes, you know, that was kind of a letdown, I think. We saw some video packages about them, um, but uh, there was no sign of Asuka on the Hulu cut of Raw. And. Asuka also didn't appear on SmackDown, and then Charlotte didn't appear on SmackDown and uh, wasn't medically cleared to um, compete in the Mixed Patch Challenge with her partner Bobby Roode. So there was a fan vote to decide who his partner would be to face Finn Balor and Sasha Banks, but we will get to that. 
Um, speaking of Bobby Roode, SmackDown opened with Bobby Roode and Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal and Sunil Singh, except he is still injured from last week. So Jinder brought in his, uh, his replacement partner. Lots of replacement partners on this night, on this Tuesday. Uh, it was Rusev. So, uh, yeah, that, that was fun to see Rusev, except, uh, that Alliance and more with gender and that it's always troubling when that happens when anybody is teamed up with gender it's like you know get him away from there you're gonna ruin him you're gonna ruin him just let him be his own thing and people can beat him up or whatever but when people are friends with him that's when trouble happens um there's a misunderstanding uh as a tussle happens and uh randy ended up rkoing bobby rude um because he uh, he interrupted his whole wind up into RKOing his uh, the opponent Rusev, um, and uh, so things are a mess. And uh, Rusev ended up pinning Randy Orton, and as a result of that, he goes to uh, Daniel Bryan and says, "Hey, I just pinned the, the guy with the championship. I should be in that championship match because it's less than two weeks away, and I haven't found a celebrity opponent." Um, even though I've had many offers, but I don't think any of them could could be medically cleared. My favorite response to that was <laughs> Stephen Amell, um, who plays uh, Green Arrow, of course, on Arrow. I'm spacing. Okay, another thing about recording with this. I know there is, I haven't learned all the features of it, that there is a way to to edit and all of that's in the device. Um, but I'm not going to edit anything from this. So hopefully I've, I've already said some dumb stuff, but, uh, also I can't, I'm not going to just pause it and then go look up the actual character's name. I feel bad that I can't remember his character's name on arrow, but you know, I'm talking anyway, I liked his response is like, stop requesting this or stop. (laughs) um stop this i'm afraid of this guy really like that there's still hope that macaulay culkin is involved in some way somehow somewhere out there (sighs) oh yeah the the show i think the show opens with uh no it happened about halfway through the show danny bryan comes out to address the whole Sami Zayn and kevin owens situation and uh he wants revenge he wants payback he wants yeah let's let's say payback because we're not having that pay-per-view anymore um so he made the match daniel bryan and shane mcmahon versus Sami Zayn and kevin owens uh what is what did i write there i wrote remain fire door remain fire d-o-r remain i don't know what i don't know what that note means i have no idea um (laughs) he talks some crap about his blazer or whatever he's wearing and just throws it down and uh he hasn't officially quit as general manager but uh that's got to be coming he doesn't he doesn't want to do that he wants to he wants to get in there and mix it up he doesn't want to do what kurt angle does he could very well put himself in some matches every now and then he wants to be in there mixing it up with all the others week after week and absolutely i support that decision that's that that's going to be awesome um but we'll see what the official word is there are rumors about who could be the, the replacement gm on smackdown but uh, anyway, um, he says he's going to kick their ass because he's not um, he's not the old Daniel Bryan. He's not the GM. He's not talking as the GM. He's uh, talking as the guy who just wants to kick their ass. Uh, we had a match between the New Day and the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, the New Day were disqualified when the Usos came out and attacked the Bludgeon Brothers, seemingly to, to save the day because things were getting a little bit out of hand. But, uh, yeah, just a brawl ensues, and I I think 
I don't know if it was made official or not yet, but it's looking like it's going to be a triple threat for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship at WrestleMania. Uh, and then we had Tyler Breeze versus Dolph Ziggler. This was the comedic highlights of the night for me. Um, because <laughs> Fandango, thinking that he's being chased by Dolph Ziggler, who himself is being chased by, chased by Tyler Breeze, uh, just keeps running around the ring um, after they've already re-entered the ring. And uh, Tyler Breeze gets distracted. He's like, hey, you, c- you can stop. Um, but uh, Ziggler gets the jump on him and wins the match. And then he proceeds. Uh, he, he got some cramps. Um, he should have stretched a little bit first or, or something. Maybe he just ate. But uh, Fandango gets some cramps. And as he was recovering over by the announcer's table, Dolph Ziggler socks him in the face with a super kick. He punches him in the face with his foot. Actually, socks. Oh, yeah, you say you sock someone, meaning to punch them, but it makes more sense if you, if you say that for, for a kick because that's where you wear your socks. Right? And why does Rock'em Sock'em robots, they don't, they don't kick. They only punch. Maybe, th- or do they kick? Or I, I'm imagining, I feel like the Rock'em Sock'em robots are only the upper upper body but i'm also i could see it both ways the the one that's the full body is named something different and i can't remember which one is actually the thing but well we'll talk about something else now anyway (laughs) our main event of the night was uh shinsuke nakamura versus shelton benjamin um Nakamura asked AJ Styles to be in his corner so that uh, he could take care of anything that happens with Chad Gable there causing trouble. They're trying to get things going because they don't have a match. They're going to be in the Battle Royal, surely. But, uh, yeah, they don't have a a one-on-one match or rather a tag team match or anything. Um, So they're trying to, to put things in motion and such. But, uh... AJ does make the save when Chad Gable is uh, trying to cause some funny business to occur. And uh, Nakamura ends up winning. Not as directly as a result. There's a, a bit more match after that. But Nakamura does win. And uh, he's been playing mind games with AJ Styles. He's like, I didn't need your help. I just wanted you to see how I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania. Knee to face and then pats his head. I can't uh, decide if that's going to be the name name of this episode. Need to face Pat Pat or uh, Blazers or whatever. Blazers. Blazer or whatever. Blazers. Plural. Um, And then onward to the Mixed Match Challenge. The fan vote options were, I believe, Carmella or... Who was the other one? It might have been Ruby Riot, maybe. Or uh, uh, the winner of the vote, Becky Lynch. And uh, this match was pretty good. I liked it. I liked it. We got to see uh, Becky and Sasha go at it again. Last time we saw that was at Survivor Series as they started out. Not Survivor Series. Well, I think we did see them go against each other at Survivor Series as well. Um, But more recently than that, we saw them um, start out the Royal Rumble match um but uh becky and bobby won and uh it was pretty sweet it was too sweet or not too sweet it was just right just amount just the right amount of sweet i did like (laughs) i really like the two sweets with the um uh roman numerals uh like boy bands maybe not boy band it's a it's a uh, an (laughs) album i'm stumbling right word bullet club you got the the guys from there. You got Heyman Page and Marty Skrull and Cody and the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson, um, on their their <laughs> their April Fools Too Sweet album cover T shirts. I like it a lot. Um, will they make an actual album? They are gonna make the actual shirts, I am sure, but it'd also be fun if they use if they made an actual album. Good. Just put out all all of your um being the elite music. 
Okay, the posture I have. Why am I sitting? I don't. I have free range of however I want to sit, and I'm choosing to sit like off center, like tilted, rotated, weird. My back's like starting to go out. I'm sitting like in a spiral position. I'm holding, okay, I don't have to hold this anymore. I'm holding the recorder, even though I have a, a surface in front of me, because I want to be able to turn the page, even though there's only one page to turn, and now I, I have turned it. So um, there you go. There's the talk through of my physical orientation at the moment. Um, uh, we still have Ready Player One to talk about, but uh, there's a few more shows to, to go through. Three more shows. Three more shows. Um, the highlight of this week, I thought, my favorite show this week was 205 Live. We only had two matches on this episode, but they were both pretty great. We opened up with Mark Andrews versus Tony Nice, which Mark Andrews won via a stun dog millionaire followed by a shooting star press off the top. Beautiful. He gets so much air on that. It's ridiculous. Um, I was a little bit bummed out by like nobody being into his entrance at all, um, but he's he's still is uh, putting it all out there. As a result of winning this match, he uh, approached our general manager, the best general manager on any WWE. No, that's that's this week. William Regal was fantastic. Oh my gosh, he's great. He was all over this week's NXT. But anyway, um, Drake Maverick, I was buying time to remember my favorite GM's name, Drake Maverick, was at ringside um, watching the match, providing a little bit of commentary, and uh, Mark Andrews approached him and says, I want to fight Drew Gulak because he, el- I think he eliminated him from the Cruiserweights um, tournament um, in the second round. Yeah, because Mark Andrews, I believe, won his first round match against why am I trying to remember this? It doesn't matter. Um, so next week we will see Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews versus Drew Gulak. Drews versus Drew. Mark Andrews Gulak. Mark Andrews Gulak. Um, it could be a tag. The, the two Drews drawing Drews. Um, uh, um, I can't think of, Orange Drews? Something? I don't know. Oranges has nothing to do with uh, a pair of anything. Pear Jews. Pear Drews. Pear Drews. Pear pear Juice? Pear Drews. A pair of Drews. That's a fruit. Nobody eats... Who Does anybody eat pear juice? Can you get pear juice at the store? You have to buy the pears and make your own pear juice. I think it's used as kind of like a filler uh, along with other fruit juices, like to fill things out so you don't have like 100% cherry juice. You can't get cherry juice either. You can. It's really expensive, but it's really good. Oh, my gosh. I want to go get some now. But nothing's open. It's Easter. I think everything is closed. It's Easter at 11 p.m. Um, even just any given Sunday, the the store would be closed. Um, I've never seen that movie, so I could have used. I'm I'm sure there's a relevant quote that could have been thrown in there. Um, but uh, this time of night, I don't think you can get cherry juice anywhere. Anywhere, it's usually tart cherry juice. It's strong. It's like um it's like drinking concentrated um soft drink syrup except it's fruit so it's healthy maybe there's like vitamins in it or something what was i talking about oh next week mark andrews will face uh drew gulak um and then we had a fatal four-way match uh for no particular reason except to to be able to show off to everybody show them what they got and they sure as hell did this match was great. Um, <laughs> first, for there nothing really to be on the line at all. 
This match was fantastic. We had Akira Tozawa versus TJP versus Buddy Murphy versus Kalisto. Um, and I guess they are officially called the Kalisto, not the Kalisto, the, the Lucha House Party. Uh, Kalisto, uh, the other two, <laughs> the other two, Grand Metallic and Lise Dorado. Because um, uh, he, he calls them themselves that and their like, little thing at the beginning of the show. Anyhow, my God. So much insanity in this match. Um, there, okay. The I I did see in the past week. I did see more danger than there was in this match. Absolutely, but uh, it was still exciting. Which I guess you could say is that you don't need to be. It doesn't need to be dangerous to be super exciting. Because there's some nuts stuff that happened. Uh, some of it could. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Some of it could have gone very, very wrong. There's this crazy thing that Kalisto does off of the top rope. It's like a springboard, but he does it on his shins. He's okay. It's like center ropes, center of the ropes, right? So right off the center to the outside. He jumps up on the top rope. He lands on it. You see this sometimes with guys uh, landing on their belly and using that to flip him over. Does it on his shins, flips out to the outside. Oh my gosh. What the heck? Um, and then he did another like corkscrew thing to the outside later on. That was nuts. Um, and then we had TJP doing all these crazy double submission moves. He had one guy in the octopus and then grabbed the other guy into a like half crab or something crazy like that. Um, and then he had another thing where he had a guy like in a surfboard and then on his back he had another guy. And then later on he had um, uh Kalisto up in a surfboard, like uh, like face up, and then Buddy Murphy slinks in in between <laughs> in the gap, goes for a pin, and Akira Dozawa off the top rope hits everybody with a senton, breaks up the pin. Oh, like it, it's it's it, it's crazy. This match is is insane, and uh, Buddy Murphy wins by pinning TJP. How about that? He hits his finisher. I can't remember what the name of the finisher is, if it even has one yet. Um, but that that finisher is awesome. But yeah, that that moment with all four of them involved with that the the pin submission breakup thing. What is going? Like, how do you even think of how to do that? How does? How do you think of that? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's as if they thought of that, and they're like, hey, we have to have this fatal four way so we can do that. That's the entire thing. Because um, in a in a two-on-two tag team match, that wouldn't make sense. Because the person uh, hitting the senton to break up would presumably be on the side of the person who is going for the pin. No, 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 no. It would be, okay, so TJP, he's the one getting pinned, but he has Kalisto in the submission. Um, Okay, so Buddy Murphy and TJP cannot be on the same team. And TJP and Kalisto can't be on the same team. So Buddy Murphy and Kalisto would be, why am I talking through this? Because it's going to make sense in a second. Stick with it. Uh, I'm working it out. That this couldn't happen in a tag team match. Um, Okay, TJP is an opponent of Buddy Murphy and Kalisto. So those two are a team. Um, And so... TJP does have to be on... Oh, it could happen in a tag team match. Because that means that TJP would have to be on a team with Akira Tozawa, and he's breaking up the pin that would have resulted in Buddy Murphy and Kalisto winning. Yes, that does make sense. It could happen in a tag team match, but that would also be insane because um, one of those people wouldn't be legal at that point. So why would they be going for it? So it wouldn't happen, but it could but it wouldn't unless 
it was a tor- tornado tag is that when anybody can tag anybody at any time whatever okay let's let's move on go watch 205 live this week it's awesome all right up next on main events we had the revival versus titus worldwide revival won via shatter machine and uh you know what okay there were a few weeks ago when we didn't have a kurt hawkins match on main events um but it's it's a rare occurrence it's more rare than anything else to not have kurt hawkins on main event um but uh we did not have a kurt hawkins match we had lucha house party versus the team of jack gallagher ari davari and tony nice um six-man tag team match which kalista won via the salida del sol uh so that match was, was pretty solid too not nearly as crazy as the 40 fatal four way the 40 fatal way the 40 fate way the 40 the 40 fate for the 48 way the fatal four way <sighs> what was i saying it was the <laughs> instead of calling it the six pack challenge um calling it call it the sexy six way but uh that sounds a lot more sexy even though it's sexy in the name um it sounds even more sexy than it is than it should sexy seven way they call that the seven a seven pack challenge too i think i don't know i don't know onward to nxt we still have ready player one to talk about as well um all kinds of announcements by william regal mostly involving the newly announced nxt north america championship and the inaugural champion will be crowned at nxt takeover new orleans in a ladder match i think it's a lot yeah i think it is it's gonna be crazy crazy we'll get to the 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 people involved in this match the first person announced to be in it is ec3 who uh, interrupts the announcement of the championship being very thankful for the creation of it and it being bestowed upon him on his first day and all that um it was great i like this guy i have not watched a whole lot of tna or um any of the other um appearances he has made in the past i i i'm i i'm all about this guy i've been using the phrase all in way too much or maybe just enough or uh not enough i need to go all in on the phrase all in uh it just seeped into my subconscious that i'm very excited for that event in september but anyhow um uh before that regal uh makes an unsanctioned match between johnny gargano and tommaso champa and he ends by saying like uh if you want to take care of business you gotta do it yourself boss william regal laying down the puns or the twists on people's catchphrases or team names all that whatever whatever, he's he's the best um we had two matches in the what you call them the the dusty tag team classic it's starting to get late 34 minutes deep into this episode like i said i'm not editing i had a false start so i am redoing that but i had only recorded like three seconds at that point um just total malfunction of the mouth um right at right at the top anyhow um we had two dusty tag team classic matches in this episode um i think this is the second round of the tournament because we started with eight teams and then we have four teams going out to advance to the final of two teams that's right that's right um so this first match street profits versus authors of pain uh it's a fairly quick match and the undefeatedness of some of the, uh, is just out the window 
of all the new teams because we we had a big deal made about street profits versus heavy machinery and neither one of them had been defeated yet and then one of them lost and then both of them lost in the tournament so authors of pain advanced to the final they could be the first tag team to have won twice won the dusty tag team classic twice and to do it two years in a row i don't think they will because our other match was uh who are they fighting oh uh sanity alexander wolf and eric young versus roderick strong and pete dunn uh they won their match uh pete and roddy uh with the bitter end of heartache great combination of both of their finishers is awesome um i think that they're gonna gonna win this tournament and go on to face uh, Undisputed Era for the championship at TakeOver New Orleans. Um, of course, this has all already happened. It's been taped. It's being edited as we speak. Getting prepared to air on television next week on the WWE Network. All that. But, um, yeah, I think that's what we're going to... I think we're going to see this unexpected pair this unexpected alliance between two enemies but also two colleagues who work together very well um and take on their common enemy just wipe the 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 smirks off the faces of bobby fish and kyle o'reilly those magnificent bastards okay (laughs) i don't know what i'm talking about um we had uh, a bunch of interviews or uh, like quick quick grabs of Wheel and Regal by Kathy Kelly. Um, I did enjoy seeing her on this episode. She doesn't appear on the regular programs very much. She's, she's all about the social media stuff, um, doing like the highlights and, and things like that. Um, I enjoyed watching those when I see them pop up in my timelines. So it was awesome to see her on NXT television. And uh, she was just trying to get uh, get a few words out of uh, William Regal whenever she could, trying to find out who's going to be in this six-man ta- uh, ladder match for this new championship. And have we – I don't know if we've even seen what the, the new championship looks like. Will it be unveiled – unveiled – unveiled? Ugh, I, I'm pretty sure it's un- unveiled. Unveiled would be um, – something to do with feel um that would be cool if we don't see it until it's about to be one like before the match they lift the the little silk cloth that's draped over it and uh, i will be there in person so i'm really excited for that if that is how we find out what it looks like uh i have been entertaining the idea of going to the ring of honor show instead but um tickets are the same price so it's like eh, may as well just go to the one the, the the ticket that i already have or something i don't know i might miss the uh the matches that they record for next week's NXT but uh because i'm going to a couple of other shows during the day i'm going to access that morning um but i'm going to have to leave that a little bit before it ends which we'll see if i actually uh, we'll see how much fun it is it sounds like it's gonna be really fun get to meet a lot of the superstars and all of that some legends see what legends are there there aren't any legends that are officially on it's maybe a couple um but i am definitely meeting asuka it's gonna be awesome um and becky lynch is gonna be in that session so i gotta try to meet her um and then I don't remember anything else. Oh, uh, Dakota Kai is going to be there and Kyrie Sane. Uh, so if I get those, get to meet those four, then that, that the whole weekend is awesome. Um, and then it's just bonus that there's a ton of wrestling shows. Um, okay, so anyway, going to that. And then the progress show is at noon. Uh, hopefully I can get over there for that in time. 
And then um, at that same venue is the Shimmer show. Uh, that's going to be awesome. Uh, I have second row tickets for that. Um, I'm super excited. But the thing about it is that it ends at 6.15, which is when the show starts for um, those early matches, I believe. Um, so the actual show starts at 7, I think. But maybe I'll check the schedule. It might not actually be that. I have a feeling it might really start at 8, in which case I'd be totally fine. Um, but I'll, I have to look into that. Uh, so, yeah, TakeOver going to be awesome. And then, I may have already talked about this, uh, Kaiju Big Battle. Uh, that looks like <laughs> so, so fun. And the next day I'm going to go to WrestleCon and then, of course, WrestleMania and uh, then Raw and SmackDown on Monday and Tuesday. Um, it's going to be one heck of a weekend. Um, and uh, we'll see see if I can, can uh, keep the energy up through Saturday especially. At least on, on Sunday I'm only going to two places. The thing about Saturday is like getting to all of the different places. Uh, it's technically only three places, but I go to two of the places twice. Um, so, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. That's my point. Uh, speaking of Dakota Kai, she was about to have a match, but it got interrupted by uh, Almas attacking Alistair Black outside, and then it spilled out into the arena, and things continue with that. Um who are the other participants in this ladder match? This is the, the exciting thing. Um, we have Lars Sullivan demanding that he be added to the match. And so he, he gets to be. Um, Killian Dane will also be in that match. And next week, we're going to see those two go at it against each other in a kind of preview of what kind of mayhem these gigantic beasts can inflict upon each other. Um, we also have Velveteen Dream in that match so what is that uh ac3 velveteen dream uh adam cole will be in there kelly and dane lars sullivan and then the final entrant revealed at the very end of this episode dressed very sharply and uh with a kind of an awkward introduction he's like yes i did finalize the last person let me go get him and then like we're kind of hanging out in the hall for a minute it's ricochet Oh man, ricochet and ladders, that's gonna be that's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be nuts. Even without the ladders, uh, the uh, any match with him, I am very much looking forward to. So uh I yeah, I am super excited for TakeOver New Orleans. Uh WrestleMania is gonna be uh, <laughs> gonna be bonkers as well. Um and uh that whatever happens, there's just gonna be all kinds of fallout from that over there on raw and smackdown so we'll talk next week after all the setup is complete we need this that's a real big fish reference to the name of a song doesn't make sense um i don't remember that word i can't remember what that actual song is i think it's is that that one no no, that's not the one. It might not even have... It does have lyrics. I can't remember what the actual song sounds like. Great fan! I'm a... I'm a, <laughs> um, I'm a model fan of uh, any band that I remember a song name. I can't remember the actual song. Okay. So uh, that's it for this week of stuff. Um, there is a, a great show... From what I understand, uh, from New Japan this weekend, um, some insane stuff going on with uh, the junior heavyweight match. Will Spray versus Marty Skrull. Uh, the aftermath of that didn't look so good. Aftermath of whatever Cody did, I don't even know he was who he's fighting. That, but I saw the pictures of um, his his face totally messed up. He got a he got he got a shiner or three from that but uh yeah i think uh it's kind of cool i think to have 
to just check out the big shows of something and it might transition to doing that for um wwe as well like not even watch during the week but there's so much good stuff that happens i i would feel like i'm missing out on a lot of this stuff but uh yeah it is kind of like i get pretty much get caught up on what's going on um from the the big matches they have the videos before them that uh let me know what's happening and uh you know i watched being the elite and that gets me caught up on all that all that stuff so really it's it's the stuff with the uh other factions that i don't really know anything about um and uh some some of the tag team championships that are held like i don't know who's who are part of those tag teams and stuff like that but it's still so much fun to watch and uh it's all it's kind of freeing to be unlabored by that knowledge i guess that's a that's a euphemism for being dumb unlabored by knowledge okay so <laughs> um let's talk about ready player one so if if you have not read the book haven't seen the movie yet uh don't want to know anything that happens uh i i'm gonna talk some spoilers i guess um so yeah, spoil spoiler alert. Spoilers away. If you don't want to get spoiled on the movie, I'm not going to specifically talk about stuff, but I might talk about stuff that's would would ruin the experience if you wanted to be a surprise and all that. Um, so I did I did like the movie. It is very well made, like really really well made. The more I think about it. All right, so here's the thing. <laughs> I always love the reviews that start with, here's the thing. Here's the problems I had. It had issues. Um, I don't like that the the book was all right. I did, I mean, it was good enough that I read it, the whole thing because I don't really read a lot of <laughs> of books i'm uh unburdened by knowledge for the most part but uh so it was it was good enough that i actually read it like and i actually read it because there are a bunch of books that i've quote unquote read but i've listened to the audiobook kind of different um I, i forget if i did that i think i did actually read um what's that one that is with the things like somebody like like that two levels of unhelpfulness there one you know the one with the things that's not helpful but also i'm not actually talking to someone right now so it's really unhelpful for everybody to describe it as that it's the it's the one um by the the guy and the Oh my gosh, Harrison Ford was in it. You know, Star Wars. No. It was the um the Ace of Butterfields. He was in the he was the Oh, what's the name of that 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 book and that movie? It's um um Ender's Game. That's right. That's right. Uh I don't know why I was comparing. Oh, I I I think I actually read the book. But maybe I, but I think I actually, I I read the first part of it and then I switched to listening to the audiobook. That's right. So there are a few books that I have experienced, but uh, by hearing them. And uh, so after I had read, I read Ready Player One. A while back, it was after it got really popular, so it's it's not one of those things like oh, I read it before everybody loved it or or whatever. Um, I did read it after it had been popular for a little while, and uh, you know, I I got through it. I liked parts of it. It was fun, um, but it it does rely a lot on um like nostalgia references all that kind of stuff and that was 
in that was with me as I watched the movie because that's like a huge part of it and I did fall victim to it I was I was like I'm not gonna fall for it. I'm not gonna just like love it because of that I tried to ignore that aspect of it as much as I could um and then there's a scene when an, uh, an avatar appeared um uh their Batgirl and I was like oh there's Batgirl and damn it they got me I did enjoy seeing Batgirl in there. Now, that is a thing, is that all of these characters that appear are not those... They're, they're players appearing as those characters. So it's like... You're not seeing... It's not like the Lego Batman movie where it is those characters doing stuff, interacting with each other. It's just normal people in this game being those characters. I think that's kind of different. It's not important that it's different or the same or whatever. I don't know what point I'm trying to make about that, but uh, maybe I'm kind of defending the movie in that way. That if you are being annoyed, if you, okay, I am. I I was conflicted before I went to go see this movie, and I'm still conflicted now. Maybe in different ways. That uh, I understand both sides of it completely. And I think both sides of either liking it or hating it are valid. But uh, if you hate it because it's full of pop culture references, um, that shouldn't be the only reason you hate it. Um, but also, there's the... Um, it's... Uh, I think for me, I, what I realized, and this might have even come after leaving the theater and after I got home, I kind of realized that um, in my head, I had thought, oh, this thing, and I think it's more so in the book because uh, in the film, you can visually show all kinds of other stuff that you wouldn't necessarily even talk about in the book. You wouldn't detail, like, all these other people are dressed up as this, this, and this, and this, and they really love this other stuff. Um, so it, uh, in my head, from what I remember from the book, um, which is a couple years ago now, so, again, it's not necessarily... Um, I may be forgetting if they did talk about people liking other stuff, but uh, the big focus... And the big focus of the main characters is that they're obsessed with the stuff that um, Halliday liked, the creator of this game, the Oasis, because uh, he loved all this stuff from the 80s, like the, all the Atari games and the John Hughes movies and all that. And uh, in my head, I got kind of annoyed that, oh, this is like telling us like, this is what all of us love. And it's kind of annoying to me it's like oh yeah i love back to the future like yeah everybody loves there's nothing special about loving back to the future because everybody loves it it's like it's it's like treating something it's like loving mickey mouse they're like yeah like they're it's like the most successful character in in history a cartoon character it's uh, yeah <laughs> it's not like special to to like that i i guess not to say it's bad to like that it's just like not does that make sense i i don't know what i'm i'm trying to say but it's like all this stuff like oh I, I okay i i will give it a little bit buckaroo bonsai not a lot of people that i know know very much about buckaroo bonsai but i feel like now more people are gonna like it because they're gonna check it out because of this movie and they're like oh i got into buckaroo bonsai because of Ready player one and then it's it kind of ruins it a little bit i guess i don't know but on the other hand there should be more stuff like that that's like i've never even heard of this weird thing it's like, yeah, because this guy liked weird things. That's why this game is so hard, because it's like really, really obscure references. That was a thing that was pretty cool about some of the changes that were made. Um, I didn't really think about it 
um because i don't remember the details of everything that happens and um as far as like getting the keys and going to the gates and all that the that aspect of the game was simple simplified a lot for the movie and uh that was great uh, that was uh really well done uh read an article in ign that talked about uh the major differences between the book and the movie and uh that was that was a good thing i'd say read read that after seeing the movie and reading the book i'd say don't read that if you've only done one of the two or none of the two because spoilers obviously but um yeah it made me appreciate the the movie a bit more on the story front um they add some stuff the stuff that they added as far as like the rebellion and things like that that weren't explicitly in the book um that made it feel a lot more like hunger games type thing and like rallying all that i don't know um it didn't necessarily make me not like it but the what was i getting at with all of this um so yeah reading the book it felt like oh you love all this stuff this is the what the creator of this game loved and the creator of the book loves um and uh i need to separate my opinion of the 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 movie from the book and from the the writer of the book um but uh i don't need to get into, into any of that um what i did like about the movie that uh kind of open things up beyond to what i got from the book as far as the, all the pop culture stuff like you should love all this stuff you know back to the future and john hughes movies and uh oingo boingo or i don't know if they ever talked about oingo boingo but whatever bands specific bands are like yeah everybody loves those bands okay it's not much of a stretch um we did have other pop culture stuff in there um especially as far as people's avatars go talked about batgirl um we had tracer from overwatch um some other stuff i i don't remember because i was trying to ignore all that stuff as much as possible but uh and then uh, iron giants which uh is a little bit after his time as a kid growing up would be i would think um because yeah iron giant wasn't a, a holiday thing that was um that wasn't even an h thing um h was building it was a commission for somebody so it wasn't even that h was into that but um anyhow this this other stuff added in there shows that you know it was only these hey this is another thing that (laughs) annoys me i don't know if it annoyed me when i was reading the book it probably actually it probably did but like all of these like future like uh what do you call them uh like uh dystopia future dystopia young adults type stories um all have like their own terminology about the groups of people so you have the egg hunters they're called the gunters like just call them hunters gunter gunter dumb um i (laughs) i I don't like that. I don't like that that word. It's a stupid contraction, stupid brevi. Like, there's already words that's short for egg hunters. Just say hunters. It sounds cooler. It's, it's <laughs> gunters just sounds goofy. But um, what was that? Where was I going with that? I don't. I don't know. Um. Anyway, I I did. It's really it is really well made. Mark Rylance. I didn't even realize it was him. The first couple of scenes, it's like, who is this guy? He's so weird and interesting. Oh my god, that that's Mark Rylance, and yeah, he's awesome. 
is the best thing about the movie. Um, and here's okay, super spoiler. So and then spoiler if you if you're still listening, and you are you've gotten lucky so far pretty much, but um, all right at the end, we see. Uh, so, uh, the the main character I already forget his name, um, Percival Wade. He uh he wins, and then he's up in the attic bedroom of uh Halliday, in the oasis, and they're hanging out. And throughout the movie, whenever they're in the oasis, actually that's not true. That is not true. Actually, that is because. Uh, they did a good old switcheroo on Ben Mendelsohn, who's also very good, um, where they made him think he was still in his office, um, but he was actually still in the Oasis. They had hacked his feed or whatever. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, but the the guys looked a little weird. They looked k- kind of goofy from his point of view. So um, anyway, uh, what I was going to say is that I thought it was pretty cool that Halliday, his elderly self, his old self, and his child self, um, even though they was in the Oasis, they were not digital characters like everybody else who had appeared in the film so far, other than that ruse scene. But that was um, shown to be purposeful or whatever. But uh, and then he, know- he says, "Oh, you're you're not an avatar, are you? You're something else. What are you?" And uh, he doesn't answer him. Um, so I, I think, did it say that in the book? I can't remember. I feel like it might have, or at least it was implied as it kind of is implied in this. But maybe I've just put it in there because it remembered from the book. But uh, that it's his actual, like, it's him in the Oasis. Which is kind of cool. Um, if it, if that is. It, it, it what is kind of cool about it is having him not appear. He is the actual actor there. He doesn't, he, he looks different because he is real because reality is real. The one actual quote, original quote from this whole movie that you can get from it. I think there's probably a couple other ones. No, I think that's it. But, um, Uh, that was another, that's another thing. Like all the memorable stuff is like, it's just from other stuff. And then, um, I did like in the article I read about the differences, they had like the flick sync or whatever, where you act out the movies with the people. I am glad that that is not in this movie, that they took that out of there because that's like, that's like the ultimate of like, ah, just use this other thing that already exists because you're not, you're, you're just doing it. You're just in that and acting it out. And that's just, yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad they took that out. I'm really glad they took that out. Um, the closest that we got to that were some recreations of moments from the shining, which I may not have actually seen all of. Um, I, I did go see this by myself, but it was a soul out there. So there's a guy sitting right next to me. And there were a couple of times when he like looked over at me to see like my reaction. So he was with, he was with his own friends. I don't know. I was looking to me for reaction. I was not, I did not react very much to the movie at all um, through most of it, especially at the parts where he looked over it at me. Um, but uh yeah when uh it went into that specific room is it three five seven two five two three two three two seven eight three seven one one eleven thirty eight two three seven i think two five two, two what anyway this the the number on the door popped up and they're like ooh and i was like yeah of course they're in they're in that movie so that would be the room that they're going to go into because they're in that movie. <sighs> that's so, so surprising. Um, the, the, the redo of the blood elevator hallway thing. I thought that was pretty, that was pretty, pretty cool. Like I said, 
this movie is really well made. It is it is really really well made. Um, saying you know, check it out. If you're if you are excited to see it, you are most likely going to be excited that you saw it. Um, if you were like me and not so much excited about seeing it, you might still end up being happy that you saw it. I'm I'm yeah, I'd say I'm happy I saw it. Um, I'm not. I I probably would have been fine without seeing it. But I mean, it was good. It was good. Um, and if you haven't read the book at all and have avoided all spoilers until now, and it's then now it's too late. Now you know everything. Not, you don't know every everything about it. There's lots. Of, I didn't spoil a, a, a whole lot. I mean, you have your protagonist, and it's about a game. And he's trying to win. He's 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 gonna win the game, right? He's either going to win the game or not. Either way, it's going to be really that much of a surprise. It's going to be one of the two things. Or maybe a third thing. Third thing nobody even saw coming. That's how you trick. That's how you get them. And that's that's when you really have to preserve the spoilers. So that is it. Um, WWE this week was fun. Ready Player One was pretty good. I'm going to WrestleMania. In less than a week, I'll be in New Orleans. I am super excited. Um, I'll be posting videos, uh, a summary video of each day. Um, but for the most part, because I am going to be going at it all day. Sounds weird. All day on Saturday, I'm probably going to try to preserve my phone as much as possible. So most of my pictures and stuff are most likely going to be um, at WrestleMania Access in the morning. But uh, we'll do like a video summary of each day. Monday and Tuesday will probably be one video put together. Unless I go out and do a lot of stuff. Go go and see some of the sites during the day for the show. Because there aren't any independent wrestling things going on um, after, really after Saturday. All the shows happen Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, I'm... And I'm not I'm not gonna get there until late on Friday night, so I can't go into any of the go to any of the Thursday and Friday stuff, which is like pretty cool. It would have been really awesome to see um, the progress show on on Friday, and to go uh, to at least one other um, access session, um, uh, meet some more NXT folks, all, uh, see some more matches and stuff there, but. Anyway, stay tuned for all of that. Uh, before that, I'll have my prediction episode for TakeOver and WrestleMania. Um, uh, I'll post that before I head out to New Orleans. Um, so, so stay tuned. Um, let me know what you thought about everything this week, what you thought about uh, um, Ready Player One as well. By tweeting me at TIW Podcast, go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back with week 14 of WWE 2018. Bye!